0: The Spectator combines incisive political analysis with books and arts reviews of unrivalled authority. Subscribe today for just £12 and receive a 12-week subscription in print and online and get a £20 Amazon gift voucher absolutely free. Go to spectator.co.uk summer.
1: Hello and welcome to the Saturday edition of Coffee House Shots. I'm Cindy Yu and I'm joined by Katie Bulls and today we have a special guest, Jamie Njoku-Goodwin. Jamie is the head of UK Music, where listeners might have heard him promoting the music industry in Westminster and beyond, and he is also a former special advisor in the Department for Health. But we've got Jamie on today because of his love for chess. He's actually a self-described chess hustler. <laughs> Katie, the reason we've, we're talking about this is because it has been reported that the government is about to make an announcement increasing chess playing and introducing chess even more into British life. Tell us about what they've got planned.
2: Well, we know Rishi Sunak loves maths because he uh, wants everyone to learn it up to 18, and that was part of his uh, leadership campaign and something that they've talked about since then. He is now moving to chess, which of course is a great lesson in logic, strategy, and so forth. And also, I think perhaps having an analytical mind is that fair? Definitely, absolutely. Great. Okay, we got there. I don't want it says about me because I'm not as good a chess, at least, as Jamie. Um, but we his- did watch um, Queen's Gambit. We liked
1: that, didn't we, Katie? <laughs>
2: yeah, and look, I can play a bit of chess. It's just Jamie is into speed chess, which I think is an unfair way of doing it almost. But that's probably for a different podcast. Anyway, so the, the government plan is effectively to announce half a million pounds of funding for chess. And then this will um, be used for major support for the England's men and women international mm-hmm. chess teams. But also you're going to see a push for chess to be taught more in schools state schools and then more chess tables in public places um, which we think are normal sized chess tables around those giant chess t- um, boards that you can occasionally find.
1: But apparently the announcement is going to be made with a giant chess board in the Downing Street Gardens what I've, what I've read. <laughs> Jamie how did you get into chess because you've got something of a reputation around Westminster for t- always taking a chess board with you which is a very important thing to have I guess.
0: It's funny, I got into it when I was sort of uh, 12 or 13, I think. But the thing about chess is it's, it's low cost, it's quite easy to learn. Um, it's a fantastic like, social game you can be playing with people. And I think the big thing for me, I tr- played a few times at, um, uh, well, I le- le- learned the moves at school. I then saw a competition in Barnet where I grew up. And I thought, I know the moves. I can uh, I can, I can do this. I went to a competition and got completely smashed by everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, and it hurt my pride. So I went away and sort of learned how to play, play properly and went back to get into that competition the next how year. How did you
1: learn? Was it through school or was it
0: no it was sort of I think I just went online found like videos I got a few books I'm quite a, I can get quite an obsessive person I was like this with music I was like this with politics I was like with chess sort of when I get a bit between between my teeth on stuff mm. I started to really obsess about it but again I sort of went away learned it and um, the best way to learn chess is just playing it playing it against people getting beaten working out why you lost um, and just playing as much of it as you can um, so got into that ended up playing lots of it actually during my summer holidays um, so not much time at sort of summer holidays you wanted to find things to things to do and there's a number of there was a number of places where I kind of found I could just go play chess you meet people you have friend, you, m- you make friends and it's just a sort of a fantastic way to, to pass the time.
1: <laughs> so you would um, be in support of this announcement then?
0: I mean absolutely I, sort of, I hope it is it's obviously just reports at the moment I hope it's um I hope it's the case look I think when people talk about these sorts of things I don't think anyone's gonna be saying that the government's gonna be coming out saying more chess is the way to solve our productivity problem or our kind of a. Uh...
2: I mean they probably I reckon Richard would probably say that but yeah well
0: look, the, the irony about chess actually um I'm really lucky to have learned it when I was young and kind of got into it, um, I think there's huge benefits to it. There's sort of pre-cognitive benefits, there's huge social benefits, and then the whole thing about chess is it teaches you how to think. Uh, It teaches you logic, it teaches you strategy. I think most importantly, actually, is it teaches you to put yourself in someone else's shoes. So when you're playing chess, you're not just saying what do I want to be doing, you're saying, actually, what's the person on the board across me doing? What are they thinking? Why are they doing that? And it makes you think about these things in a way that I've personally actually found quite helpful when I worked in government. I found it quite helpful when I work in my current job now trying to work things out Where's, where are things going to go what's the situation going to look like in four or five moves four or five months time what should we be doing to mitigate for that now and so again um, all those sorts of things I think are really good skills to be teaching people uh, when they're young
2: I think since it's um, been reported, you've had, which was first reported by Bloomberg, you've had someone say, oh, it's always the case that leaders just want to put what they like on the curriculum, in the case of, you know, further maths, but also into schools like chess. But Then I think what's quite interesting about this one is you actually, in Labour, have a pretty senior chess master. Mm. Uh, Rachel Reeves, I think, was the, the girls' champion briefly. The 14s or something like that? exactly and since obviously challenged Rishi Sunak to a game of chess so not to say you know there's cross-party support but clearly you have you know I think in a way Rachel Reeves and Rishi Sunak have more in common I think than Rishi Sunak and Keir Starmer you can't help I think sometimes in education when you look at education secretaries and prime ministers of them looking at their personal experience saying oh that worked for me because we have a situation now where Rishi Sunak is very big on maths logic chess and Keir Starmer wants oracy in schools and all of a sudden okay so one is the the hedgy the hedge fund banker um you know who wants to get everything in a very uh trade-off way and the other is uh you know the career lawyer who of course in the courtroom is making all these arguments so i think there is an element of that going on
1: katie jamie's just mentioned a few ways in which um a few life skills that chess teaches you do you think that you know in your years as a political journalist in looking at westminster because jamie is not the only person to play chess in westminster as you mentioned rachel reeves does as well are the best, most smart politicians the ones who also play chess? Like, is it Can we go that far?
2: Or I think that might be a stretch. <laughs> I mean, I don't insult Jamie. But uh, effectively, I mean, we have some f- figures in Westminster. Rachel Reeves, as you say. I don't actually know how good Rishi Sinek is at chess because it's never really come up uh, in conversations so we've been talking about this. But Dominic Lawson, uh, the son of uh, Nigel Lawson, is known to be very good at chess, as is Dominic Cummings. He, but then I also think that it can almost be quite pained, the chess comparisons. And I've done them articles too, you know, like the politics, the chessboard, checkmate, what's their next move? <laughs> and I did interview Rachel Reeves and begin with a chess analogy. So I need to live my own self here too. But therefore I think it can be a bit more, you know, like they're playing 4D chess, they're playing 2D chess. I think we can say that, you know, chess is too much about political strategy than it, than it really is. But I, I don't think there's um, anything bad about, rolling out chess more in schools if you can get people into it also this isn't talking about something about the national curriculum where all of a sudden you have to make a trade-off as to if you're you know there is a question for example when you're talking about Keir Starmer and Oracy we don't know the- the exacts of how they would teach that in a school okay but if that is taking school time or are you extending the school day or are you teaching something a bit less so far from and similar you know in terms of uh, the focus on math how's that actually going to shake out whereas i think this is just a, a voluntary thing of um getting more people into it it seems pretty inoffensive
0: yeah i let know you come in coming on that i think Firstly, whenever you're doing these sorts of things, you need to make sure you're not just doing it for the hell of it. This stuff needs to be evidence-led. And actually there was a huge amount of evidence about the cognitive benefits that chess can have. But it's actually, it's not just the academic um, point. Again, I um am, in my free time, I sometimes go and volunteer in prison, and it's absolutely incredible going into sort of prisons with people who've had well, well, they'll they'll be they'll be in prison, they'll be in uh, it's either a young offenders institution or or a category prison, and you sort of see them playing chess and actually really engaging, really thinking, focusing in a way that actually they often wouldn't be wouldn't <laughs> wouldn't be doing, and seeing all sorts of benefits from that. But more broadly, it's not just it's not just in the in the social side. There's a whole place-making um, argument about this. So, go to New York. It's, it's so fascinating. Go to, New, go to New York and you kind of see people just like playing chess in parks. It's actually, a, it's an attraction for lots of people. People go to Union Square, they go to Washington Square Park. And there's one or two places popping up in London, um, which are actually quite the same. And it's interesting. I mean, there's a place in Greenwich, there's somewhere in Clerkenwell. And it's actually a, almost like a local identity. There's things where people actually coming to see it. They think it's actually part of the local community. So I think, yeah, there's, I mean, there's, 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 there's so
1: levelling up as well.
0: I think you want to be really careful about this. It, people, people get quite excited about this. This is a relatively sort of like, well, if this is as reported, it'll be sort of a relatively small in the grand scheme of government funding for something that actually will mean a lot to people. There are millions of people that play chess in the UK. So chess.com, the website, has actually got like 5 million users in the UK. So they're actually, there's a huge interest in it among people in the UK. But the problem is, across government, there's never, it's never actually really sat anywhere. So when I used to work at DCMS this was a bit of my uh, one of my bugbears was sort of chess was never ever really in a, in a government department it wasn't in DCMS it wasn't an art it wasn't what a culture Well it's still not it considered a sport. a sport in this country. So lots of countries actually do consider it a sport um and there's also there's actually a study about how um chess can burn 7000 calories a day at the highest level which was a Stanford study which how, I, how I know I I remember reading that thinking wow really I think the whole argument it's a bit like when you sit you know Obviously you
2: look great but <laughs>
0: the it's all
1: lean there's no, no, no fat <laughs> you know what
0: I will find the study and I'll send it on to you so you can disseminate it to Coffeehouse Shots listeners
2: um, Jamie before you leave us can you just uh, briefly indulge us with who in Westminster has managed to beat you at chess because I have seen you um, in various places in the evening just take out the chessboard and put that clock on which again we can raise questions about another time um, so have you played many politicians or uh, people listeners would have heard of yeah. Matt Hancock your former boss
0: I did used to beat Matt quite a lot of chess. Did I mean, he ever beat you? He didn't. I okay. mean, when I worked for him he used to ask me to play political chess for him which was basically looking at the political landscape and saying this is going to happen that's what you need to do and that's basically what you need to expect to happen and I'd normally be right. So again my, my, my chess playing it, it was So
1: you think you can analyse politics in that way? Absolutely. So has any politician
2: beaten you?
0: Dominic Lawson is an amazing chess player. Actually I was beaten by Alex Dean who used to um, used to work in opposition and is a very strong chess player. But again actually it's not just, it's not just about winning or losing it's a fantastic it's a fantastic game it's about participation
2: but you always win okay
1: (laughs) (laughs) well Jamie actually mentioning chess.com I accidentally came across your profile did you know that you've played almost 34,000 games on chess.com
0: I didn't I would stress that those will normally be the weekends and the evenings (laughs)
1: Not, not in working 34, hours. Thirty-four thousand. Apparently, yeah. Wow.
0: So again, I like to. I um, I quite like to play speed chess. So it's like one minute blitz games. So actually, you can get through quite. A, you can get through quite a few games in that. In that. Uh, in like, that time,
1: it's like hundred calories a game. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> this is who
0: needs. Who needs to go to the gym when you can play chess? Again, I stress. I'm not saying that in terms of the obesity crisis, we need to be having. We need to be having chess. This is. Uh,
1: so there we go. Um, that half a million can come from the health budget as well. Jamie, thank you so much for joining us, and Katie, thanks so much, well. and thank you so much for listening.